God. We are happy to be here uh, on this interview with our precious uh, Pastor Morgus and his wife. But before we, we start, we would like to just read a, a little portion of a scripture here. This interview is going to be mainly on marriage, uh, just to help out uh, our young people and give them a testimony on uh, how we believe a perfect marriage could go, because we believe that there is, is like a, uh, that a perfect marriage, an example of what a perfect marriage should, should be like. In the book of Proverbs, chapter eight, 18, verse 22, it says, Whoso findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. And Brother Barnum in the message, My Life Story, 1959, he says, So, but now a good woman is a jewel in a man's crown. She should be honored. My mother is a woman, my wife is, and they are lovely. And I've got thousands of Christian, Christian sisters who I highly respect. He says, but if they can respect what, what God made them, a motherhood and a real queen, that's all right. She's one of the best things that God could give a man was a wife. Besides salvation, a wife is the best thing if she's a good wife. But if she isn't, Solomon said, a good woman is a jewel in a man's crown. And, and, and um, oh, no one is... And, and that is right. It's the worst thing could happen if she is not. So we see that uh, what I wanted you to see there is that uh, besides salvation, a wife is the best thing that God could give a man. And in Proverbs, as we saw, he says that a man obtaineth favor of the Lord if he findeth a good wife. And so uh, we are here to just give a little testimony for just a few, a few minutes. God has privile uh, privileged us today to be uh, together here with my wife and uh, and uh, Pastor Morgus and his wife. I think I'll just let them greet you first, and then we can go into the interview, asking them a few questions uh, here and there. So I think we'll begin with my wife. Uh, we'll just greet you, say a few remarks, and then we can have the others greet you as well. God bless you. I'm so grateful for this wonderful time that God has done for us. Sigh about the goodness that you made through the life of our brother Mogohan, Sister Nancy. The Lord bless you as you listen. Well, uh, then, uh, so comes uh, Pastor Morgus. I think I'll just uh, let you go first, just greet the people. Uh, I think it's the first interview. I'm, I'm being live with my wife. So <laughs> my wife has never spoken to the people directly like that. So that was nice, beautiful. Thank you, dear. So, uh, Pastor Morgan, if you can also greet the people, uh, the viewers who are viewing us and who shall view us later. Uh, well, I just want to also greet you all, uh, believers, brethren, friends uh, who believe this message. Uh, uh, we are so grateful also to be uh, found in this place to give our little uh, testimony how the Lord took us uh, through our marriage uh, process or that time until today, we just want to glorify God in our lives. And God bless you as you listen to these testimonies. Yeah, Sister Mercy, if you'd like us as well to greet us, viewers. God bless you, friends. Um, Sister Mercy, it's a privilege and an honor that God has given us to just 
speak to you from our hearts what God has done. He says, speak of the marvelous things that I have done so that in the ears of my people they may know the goodness of the Lord. We feel alive and we feel working and we feel answers prayer. So may what we speak be what God will put in our heart that it can benefit the young people who want to pursue this journey, this blessed journey uh, and be blessed. Amen. Uh, we, we have a lot to say to you today. We have a lot of testimonies. They have a lot of testimonies but we do not have time. Uh, it's um, They've been quite busy in Uganda. I know you've been here for almost two weeks now and uh, the after this interview they just rushed into the airport fly out of Uganda and so but we're just stealing a few minutes of their time but they are valuable time for them to be able to share their testimony with us so because of that we just straight away go to the questions but before we, we do that uh, I know that in the message this is really meant for the young people in the message because in the message we have an issue where many young people have come to a place where they think or they feel that the message is constraining them and it is difficult and it is impossible for them to, uh, you know, find lifetime partners or find a wife or find a husband. And some of them have opted to doing what we call PCM or, or that is preach, convert, marry. They want to go out and preach to somebody and then convert them and then marry them. So really these people come into the message not because of their faith but because they have been uh, promised marriage, and so they don't, they don't come in on the right basis. But we know that the message is what is preparing us for the coming of the Lord, and so we know that's our purpose. Uh, and before we go to uh, uh, to the questions on marriage and how this happened, I know that people would also be interested to know how you uh, just briefly, don't go into a lot of detail, uh, how long you've been in the message and how you came into the message and what this mes message means to you. Both of you to just answer. I know there are three questions and there are quite many, but just uh, hit that and people would be blessed by that as well. Well, uh, myself, um, I come from uh, a family religion as Orthodox. That family, and that, that religion was just a family religion. We knew it uh, from family and we were born in it. And uh, But uh, when I came to uh, the knowledge of the word, salvation of my soul uh, and embracing this message it's been now about um, it's going to be uh, 11 years it's going to be 11 years and I've been in the message for I can say 11 years um, from that time the Lord has done many things in my life uh, he has converted me I know uh, our prophet would say after conversion there is experience conversion brings experience with the Lord himself. So as I believed, uh, I know I've had a lot of experience with the Lord in different places and different times. And uh, from that time, uh, when I believed, little did I know that I'll be a minister of this gospel, of this message. But uh, when the Lord calls into it, I just accepted the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Sister Massey, just a little bit briefly, how you came into the message and how long you've been in the message and what it means to you. Okay. Um, it happened that I was actually born in the cradle of the message, like we say. Both my parents already had believed the message in the 1970s. My background is actually from the Kenyan origin. And uh, when they believed, I'm the third one in my family. 
but uh, uh, when I was young, the message was not so treasured for me until about when I was about 20, 24, 25. Usually when I began to really see that it's, it's just not the message of a man. It's really something personal with the Lord. It's the voice of God to me. And I took it as that. And from that time, my life completely transformed. And uh, the ministry that God even put us under, he's called Pastor Ripley Kadelo in Kenya, it really grounded me. And that is where I started receiving my conversion. So if I can count from that time, it's almost about maybe 15, 16 years, I think. So you, you had an experience with God? Yes, I did. And um, no wonder you say that conversion brings an experience. Correct. And uh, so that is the beginning of God working in your life. That was actually the beginning when I went to the message that was Pastor Ripley. How old were you then? I was about um, 27, I think. 27? Yes. And uh, did marriage cross your mind at that time? Actually, I was not even going for marriage. It was actually it was so supernatural how even we went to that church. God had been speaking to my sister for several years. We should go to Moranga Road. But we knew in Kenya the town Moranga is quite far from the city. So we didn't heed the call. But one day God brought her brother and he told us, No, it's just within the city. So he told us like on a Sunday, next Sunday we were in this church. So God supernaturally leads you to this church. Supernaturally. And there exactly. you were raised. And there you were raised spiritually. So spiritually, we were raised so spiritually, the foundation of the message is right, the concept of the message is right, the experience is right, how they present the Holy Ghost to you, how they present the reality, it's a personal relationship and a personal walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, it really sank in me. And uh, once the Lord started working with me, I started also working with the children. So for me, it was so complete. I was not looking for anything else. So now... Uh did you, during this whole time, of course, 27 is a, a marital age thereabout, did you pray sometimes about marriage and maybe about your lifetime partner? Did you ever dream about it? Did you ever desire it? When I, when I, when I got to the Kadia in Pastor Ripley's church, I actually started putting it before the Lord and presenting it to the Lord because I felt that this was the right time for me to get married. So... I was just presenting it sincerely to the Lord, but what I told the Lord is, I'm really trusting in you. If I go by my eyes, I'll make a very bad mistake. But what I'll do, I'll trust you. And I remember specific words I was telling him is, uh, I want to see what's your choice for me. Because you are the one that gave Adam Eve. You knew how tall she's supposed to be. You knew everything, how easy it's supposed to be for Adam. And I rested on that. So I told the Lord, I'll wait for you. And I want to see what you're going to choose for me. Let me see Amen. your choice. Amen. So the whole time you waited upon God faithfully. Yes, I did. I wasn't even looking. Pastor Wycliffe Church is a very big church in Kenya. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't looking. Mm -hmm. Because I had told him, I'll wait for you. Let me see how you're going to choose for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so because in this generation, Pastor Morgus, we have a lot of young people, especially sisters, that have started proposing to brothers. And others preempt them. You know, they give their contacts. Brother, please let us be in touch. And they, they really try hard, especially when they see someone who they think is right for them. Others even tell them these days, I love you. Imagine a sister <laughs> proposing to <laughs> a brother saying that I love you. 
But the whole time, the sister faithfully served God and waited. Because we believe that's what our prophet has told us, that a woman should pray and wait. And this is what Sister Mercy did the whole time. And so then, while she's waiting and praying, praying and so God leads us to Ethiopia, myself and my wife, and I'm glad that she's with me here today. And uh, it's a long story, but maybe to make it short, before we, uh, we begin interviewing Pastor Morgus and how they arrived here, then in Ethiopia at the time, we, we, we moved there with my wife, and God does a work there, and several people believe. Now, we, we, we were laboring at that time, and this is very significant because it's really the, the, the root of this whole testimony. Uh, we have only a, a handful of, of people in the church, say about 15, 20 in the church, and, and these are all young people, and they're, they're new to the message, and the message is new in the entire country of Ethiopia at that time. And uh, these are not married. I think we, we do not have any person who was married. One couple joined us who were married, but others came in as young people. And most of them were feeling incompatible to one another. But then, one time, uh, I'm, 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 I'm ministering, and uh, I was first with, um, you know, I read a quote where Brother Barnum says that under no circumstance, these people, talk about 20, 25 people in a country where you have more than 100 million people, and these are the only believers in the country. And you have to preach that. So I prayed really, I wrestled with God. I said, should I really preach this or I shouldn't? I really prayed. And then I tried to inquire from a few friends of mine. Everybody had their opinion. But I said to myself, I'm going to take what the word says. And if God cannot be able to stand behind that word, then he's not God. But I know he's God and he will be able to back up his word. So I preached it anyhow. And this is just goes out to encourage the young people uh, who hears the pastors you know, preach this. Because we've done that, even, even we've done that at DVF here. And many young people are offended at that. Say, how can you say under no circumstance should a, be a believer marry an unbeliever? Maybe I have a girlfriend there, and maybe they're not, not believers, but they're good people. In the church, they are not believers. They're, they're not, there is not, no one to marry. But listen, I want you to watch this. By the time you finish this testimony, you will know that God is God, and God will always stay with his word. And God will only honor one thing. He will not honor a man, but he will honor his word. And if any man or any woman honors God's word, God will honor them. And so I preached it anyhow. And, um, you know, it was very hard on the young people that were in the church and the, the believers that were in the church because most of them were not married and they were not seeing any other believers elsewhere in the country to get married to. But um, so, lo and behold, we just continued and, and uh, trying to find where to uh, bring in my wife then so that she can speak this portion. Because we don't have much time and we, we, we want to just go straight away to the to the testimony of, the, of, the, of Pastor Morgan and his wife. And so, one time, I'm in the church, and, and uh, we are having uh, a, a wedding, our first wedding. And uh, during that time of the first wedding, uh, the, the several people come, even from Kenya. And uh, I, I remember that uh, when we saw Sister, because Sister, Sister Mercy was among the group that came from Kenya. And uh, we, we did not know her. Myself, I did not know her. My wife did not know her. 
but our precious brother Paul, who had been my co-worker in the ministry in Ethiopia during the mission trips at that time, was always coming with us from Nairobi. And so because of him and, and the connection with, with Nairobi, the saints in Nairobi came and they were part of the, of the wedding there. And so when we saw her, uh, I think you were the first to say something to her. Was, I, was, was it myself or was it you? I think I was the first. What did you say? Do you remember what you say? Yeah, this girl was, she loved the Lord and she looked to be sweet. She was sweet. And here we had Moges, our son, who was not yet married. I think God revealed something to me. So, and I always wanted the best for him because of the ministry we we thought God had a, a big plan for August by that time, but he had to, he was not yet married. So when I saw this sister, I loved her, and I claimed her. I said, sister, if you want me here, <laughs> having Moges in mind, and that's at me. I meant. Yeah. So uh, she. I don't know whether people are hearing your sound. My wife has a very sweet sound, small sound. So uh, she was saying that uh, he, he, she looked at, at her and said, we claim you here. And she said, amen. I loved her faith too. When I heard her say amen, they were walking behind me actually. I remember I turned and I said, yes, sister, we claim you here. She again said, amen. <laughs> and so uh, I don't know what was going through your mind at that time, Sister Mercy. Actually nothing. I was very excited to be in Ethiopia. Maybe if I can just say a little bit of how I came first. So, Pastor Wycliffe announced that one of the believers is getting married in Ethiopia. If anybody in the congregation would want to go and honor their wedding, it will be on Saturday. So, because I didn't know the couple, in my mind I knew I'm not going. So, come that Wednesday, my sister Sarah asked me, my big sister, our firstborn, she, uh, she told me, Mercy, why don't we go for that wedding in Ethiopia? I told her, we don't even know the couple. Why should we go? So I left the thought. On Thursday, I, uh, somebody sent me 50000 on my phone. It was a jubilee. There was a policy I had, so they paid me that Thursday. I didn't know. So I called my sister, Sarah. Sarah, I got some money on the phone, and uh, I think it can fit. She told me, check the tickets. I checked the tickets, 25000 per person exactly for her and for me. So I told her, okay, can we go? She said, yeah, book. So we booked. Friday, we are on the air coming. But before we, we at, at the airport, we said, okay, because we don't have any other money, where do we sleep? She remembered there's another brother called Brother Tim. He stays in Awas, in Debrazet or somewhere. So we traced his number from the pastor from his church and he welcomed us. He told us we are welcome. So we came. Uh, we came, and our desire was just to attend the wedding, maybe to buy a few handbags and shoes and go back to our country. That was all. So what happened really when I, when I reached the airport, the airport that time was the old airport. It was not renovated. There was this certain rest and certain peace, you know? I, I cannot explain it, but I rested in my heart. I've been to several other airports, even bigger than what was that, but he didn't give me that. And there was just a rest in my heart. And I told Sarah, Sarah, we must come back here. If God makes a way for us, we must come back in the month of March. 
That was sometime in November. I told her, March next year, we shall come back. So immediately after the airport, we were driven to church. And you know, we just came with all the excitement and the happiness. We're in a new country. We are seeing believers. Yes. Nothing in the mind, really. So when you just spoke, I always say amen if it's the word of God. You just say amen. You receive. Yeah. Because you never know where God can meet you. Just say amen. Amen. And actually, that connects us to the Ethiopian people. The Ethiopian people have never been in many countries. I've never seen people that receive as the Ethiopian people. When you speak, when a prophetic utterance goes out, or the word of God goes out, or whatever, an inspiration, they will catch it. Amen! They, they just say it with a lot of force and a lot of strength. Not like amen, like weekly. They will say it powerfully. And well, that then, before you, before, before actually that wedding, uh, we'll just uh, go back a little bit. Before that wedding, in, in one of the services, uh, uh, Pastor Morgus at that time had, um, I think, had already been uh, voted in by the church as my associate uh, in, the, in the ministry in Addis Ababa. And he, he also used to be my interpreter. So as I was preaching, he was interpreting that someone that day. And he said, I, I said, I was, I was speaking on, on uh, Abraham. And, uh, and um, I was just talking about faith and then speaking on Abraham and how Abraham was, uh, you know, told by God to sacrifice his only son and he did not have any hope for, for another son, but he believed God. He just believed God. And so what then happened is Abraham just went to sacrifice his son. But while he was going to kill his son, you know, the, the voice of God spoke out of the thicket. Or, or out of the sky and he showed him in the thickets that he said Abraham do not kill his, your son for here is a lamb and you know he was told to take the lamb instead of his son to sacrifice him so when Abraham raised up his eyes and turned his head and there it was the sacrifice a lamb in the thickets and so after the service that day uh, uh, Pastor Morgus came to me in the office and he said hallelujah so I, I said, what is it? Hallelujah! <laughs> I, I said, what is it? He said, my wife is somewhere. And, uh, and uh, she's serving God and she's a believer. Because you see, uh, uh, under no circumstances should a believer marry an unbeliever. And she's a believer. And she's somewhere serving God. And one day, I will lift up my eyes and I will, and I will turn my head and I will see her. And I said, Amen! Uh, uh, you know, I had also learned to say amen like the Ethiopians. <laughs> and so, I don't know what was going, what revelation did you receive, Pastor Morgus, when you said that, when, after the preaching that day? Okay, uh, maybe, Pastor, to give a little testimony of myself before that, is that, um, you know, as I told you, I grew in a family, um, a socialist family, who really don't believe in God or something, but believe in hard working and earning. And, um, you know, at school, uh, almost all grades from elementary up to uh, high school or from two, uh, most of the time I used to, to I used to stand first. So I a lot of prizes and uh, you know gifts from school. So there's a saying that they used to tell us: if you approach uh, a girl or a, a woman, you know you lose the vision. So you won't make it in life. So even before I came to the message... That she would ruin your life. Yeah, a woman, you know, actually later on I learned that the prophet said there are three things that can ruin a man's life or ministry. Number one is, uh, I mean, one of them is women, you see, women. So um, so I used to fear, you know, 
before I met her or even before I believed the message, I never kept a girlfriend. My age is due, but I never kept because there's a vision that I needed to attain. Yeah? Which, which, which we actually teach and believe. Yes. That we don't believe in keeping girlfriends. Yeah, I believe this is what you're teaching also in your church. Yeah, that's what I teach actually also. Uh, then, then now when I came to the message, now, of course, like you are saying, I had these things of now at no circumstance that a believer should marry an unbeliever, all those things really. You know, when I came to the message, I didn't come from different uh, churchianity backgrounds. I never knew Pentecostals. I never knew other denominations, even my own religion. I only used to keep the, the ring the, on my neck, the cross. But I've never go, gone to church, never knew anything. So I'm just as, I, as, I, as raw as I was that time, you see. So when I believed, um, <coughs> even when I believed the message itself, I never knew the seals, the church ages, and all those secrets. What, what struck my heart is just Acts chapter 2, verse 38. You know, repent. Yeah. You know, when uh, yeah. brethren and, uh, you know, what should we do? Yeah. You know, they were pricked in their hearts. Yeah. It pricked me because yeah. I found out, you know, salvation without Jesus Christ, there's no salvation. So after I got saved, now it's like, you know, you are writing on a, a bare paper, whatever you are saying that time, it was sinking in my heart, in my mind. So, uh, you know, when I had those words of uh, an, a believer at no circumstance, so. I was always, you know, very conscious of those things. So we were few, as you said, we were few in church, and of course, there are also some sisters then at that time, but uh, I never, uh, you know, I never taught because also I had, you know, I have to continue my school, you know, do masters, do PhDs, and all those things. I used to think I will, I will get married after all these things are, you know, one of the things that this message converted me to is these things can be made you know, marriage comes at its own time. You know, I was converted from that thought also. Then, now, uh, uh, of course, we keep hearing the word in the church. I was not like a lazy believer that time. Yeah. No. Every time I come, I'm serious. Whatever is said from the church, I go and read, you know, deepen myself in it because I come from the law school because I'm a reader. You know, I'm not just coming to church and going back and no. I was not, you know, uh, playing, you know. It was, uh, it was really life, you know, something real, days in life. So I took it at that capacity. That's why until today when I preach, I preach, you know, you know. With fire and with zeal. With fire and zeal. I don't want, I, meaning I don't like lazy believers, by the way. Sorry, the viewers. Laziness in the things of God. How? I, I really don't appreciate those. So that time. You know, of course, we also we had a good time. Because even the, preached, the prophet preached that mm. if you're convinced, yeah. you should be concerned. concerned you you're see. not going to be lazy yeah. and uh, relaxed. So used to now, be you fire. know, I, I want to take also this opportunity to say, uh, it is your wife who saw a vision about me that time. I never even used to know even about what is vision, what is prophecy, what is prayer. All these things, I never grew in them. So she saw it and she was telling me. So I was being approached, I was being pulled to the ministry that time. So I also you added more that I should be very serious on these things of marriage. So I begin to think about those things. So it was in my heart that at no circumstance I should marry an unbeliever. And you see, Pastor yeah, Monges, so, on, on that, that as you are continuing on that note, uh, uh, we have a lot of young people. 
mm. in the church, mm. especially in the message, not only here in our fellowship, but sure. in many fellowships around the world, mm. that do not actually listen to the counsel of their pastors. Mm -hmm. Pastor tells them, and they do something else. Mm. You advise them, they do something else. Mm. But in all my life, I have never seen someone that really listened to everything like you. Yeah, like because, everything. you know, I even used to reveal my secret that time. Meaning there was a, a girl that uh, we go to school, but we never had anything, but we just know one another. When we grew, when we grew, you know, we just used to like communicate like that. Then I, I came and told you, there's a, a, I mean, uh, a girl we are going to school like that. You told me something that I should cut and cut. I cut. <laughs> then when I told you that, what yeah, did you think? I, you know, that time, whatever the pastor says, <laughs> I take it as God is saying. Yeah. yeah, that's how Amen. I take it. When I go to church, whatever is being said, it's God speaking. So I, I hope younger people, you are listening. I embrace that. Yeah. So I try to keep myself. Even you remember, I was very conscious of how to greet other sisters, even in the church that time. Yeah. Yeah. Never approached a sister to love with or greet like that. Pastor you know? Moges, this mm. generation, younger mm. people, you tell them they don't listen. They no, go there mean. in their beds, they are WhatsApping, they are WhatsApping, they are no. WhatsApping. You and see, they are praying for God to give know, them away. The Bible tells us marriage is honorable. honorable. Yeah. And the bed and defiled. I don't encourage people to defile themselves. Yeah. You know, God is not happy. Yeah. You know, the Bible, the prophet preached a message that God cares. Do you care? Yeah. You know, he preached God cares. Do you care for him? You know, he wants, he expects you at some, at some level. You see? Especially this area of relationships. So, that time, you know, I used to say, of course, there are not enough sisters in the church. We are a few, about three, four. Uh, now, I just, I don't know, I got that my inspiration from where, what you are preaching on that Abraham. Then I used to even tell other friends, I will never marry, but mine, I know she is a, a believer of this message. Amen. <laughs> she may not be in this church. Yeah. I know she's worshiping God somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. That's like a log, uh, I mean, uh, 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 a motto for me. <laughs> just, um, it's not a prophecy, it's not an inspiration, but uh, I'll just say it. Anyhow, I'll get her one day. Yeah. I'll get her one day. And, and actually, everybody knew you for yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, even actually, some sisters came and. Uh, uh, for, for this one, he's yeah. uh, yeah. somewhere. He says he, he's somewhere, but for us, we are here. Uh, <laughs> no. So. Uh, I, as I continued being ready for that marriage and also getting, uh, you know, as a man, you try to keep yourself, like, you know, maintaining, you know, you just, uh, first of all, you have to be a man, a man, like, not necessarily materially or uh, economically, but you need to be a man, dress up properly. You don't just wake up and move with a shirt like this, as a man, like that, you see? You be, you your appearance, you know? Yeah, you appear yourself. You, you know, you have a, a proper, uh, you know, the hair and everything, continents, they call it. You, you arrange yourself. You look like a man. Yeah. Responsible. Responsible. So I kept doing that. And you see, of course, that time when uh, another family. Uh, you know, some, some, some younger men want to look like street gangs. And then no, they, no, no, they no. propose to sisters, they refuse them. Then no. they say, Pastor, the sisters are all no. saying no. But the problem is with no. them. No, take care of yourself, brother. You see, take care of yourself. Tell them. Yeah, take care of yourself. Maintain yourself. Be responsible. You know, presentable. Not comparison, but be yourself. You see, be yourself. Be humble. And, uh, you know, it's not the height. It's not the weight. It's not nothing.
said, give us another. Yeah. Actually, we know from the prophet, the prophet said, let a white marry <laughs> an African or a black. Whether you are Ethiopian, Africa, Ghanaian, or uh, Ghanaian, or Uganda, no problem for me. You see, as long as we say we talk about white and, and black, you see. So, uh, as long as she's not a white, and whether you are from Zimbabwe, you are from Ghana, you are from... You know, the people of the world will tell you, do you have the car, do you have a house, do you have this and do you have Did you fulfill all these things? Um, so, I didn't fulfill that, although fulfilling that is also good. So, uh, when she came, they came as a group from Sir Kai Cleese's church uh, to attend the wedding. When she came, we were in the wedding on Saturday. She was, uh, they were, all of us were rejoicing in the wedding. She was jumping, all of them, were, all of us were jumping up and, you know, rejoicing to the Lord. And now Sunday also in the church. Now what really amazes me, I notice of Jairus, that which I was always saying as an inspiration or as energy, because life and death is in the mouth, I believe. Whatever I have said, God fulfilled it. You see, that's the point I want to raise here. So Sunday, Pastor Wickley was preaching. And I was interpreting for him. And the pastor really preached a masterpiece and people were really, you know, that time was a time really many of us, uh, you know, having a time of reconciliation with the Lord, you know, a time of, it was really the presence of God was too much in that service and then uh, the pastor preached I guess he called it the pulpit and he led us through now in prayer, more prayers then I was standing on the pulpit and we were praying, I'm praying he led us to prayer to pray in ourselves and as we are praying I, I, as I was interpreting I always was seeing her she was seated on the right hand where the sisters sit she was, she was saying amen, she was saying amen and amen. As I interpret eh, through the service, I, I noticed her. But now at that moment, when you were leading us into prayer, and we are all praying, and I was closing my eyes, all of them are closing their eyes, they are praying, the presence of God was very too much. And then I was meditating and uh, like that. And now you said something to the people. When you said something to the people, uh, I had to interpret for you. So I opened my eyes. I, yeah, I stood up like this, and I begin to interpret for the people. And lo and behold, I saw her there in front of me, by the way. <laughs> she was seated the other side, very far away. Yeah. And that statement that I used to say, one day when I raise up like this, I will see her. Then I saw her there. I just kept quiet <laughs> and maintained myself, never said anything. Then that service ended. We went home. But, but that moment, yeah. that moment, no, Pastor something Marcus, pricked me. Tell Meaning. us what exactly happened. Because I've always told that okay. testimony, but I never I knew was, what happened. Uh, you know, I was, uh, I was shocked, you know, kind of. You know, I was shocked, kind of. The way she also presented herself, how she really, you know, wanted that touch from the Lord and she came to the altar and when I opened and I saw her there 
like that sacrificial lamb, you know, like Abraham yeah. would say. Like she was just all over in tears. Yeah. yeah, she was also crying. Yeah. Something pricked my heart and I maintained myself yeah. and service ended, we went home. Yeah. Now, I didn't say any, I, I didn't realize it also. We forgot and uh, like a week later, I came to you in the office, I remember. Mm. Okay, brother, Buzz, pastor, what do you think? Wha what was that sister? Do you know her very well? And uh, do you know her? Where did she come from? Like, I thought she came with her elder sister. I thought that elder sister is her mother because she she's jumping up and down, like, <laughs> uh, you know. You know, I never, and among all of them, she looks different. She looks us. Yeah. By the way, all of them looked Kenyans, but she looked Ethiopians. Yeah. There were 15. Out of 15, she never looked among uh, one of them, by S the way. So, so that time I came to you. Ah, you said, ah. <laughs> you just smiled and, okay, I don't know also, but um, we shall um, ask Brother Paul, you see. But in that moment, I had a, a time of greeting her. I had a time of greeting her. I had a time of greeting her, but I never asked her her contact. I never asked anything. I never said anything to her. Yeah, then you, I think, went ahead and... So, uh, uh, one thing that I really want to highlight here mm -hmm. is the way that really God does things. Mm -hmm. All the way from Kenya, how you did not want to come, Sister Mercy, mm -hmm. during the wedding, but somehow, you know, God puts everything in place and for you to come. And then at the wedding, that wedding of, uh, was a wedding of Sister Yodit. You know, I, I, I did the wedding, but Pastor, Pastor Wycliffe also came with the, the rest of the group that came from Nairobi. Pastor Wycliffe is an elder. And uh, him to just, you know, come, it, it was a big sacrifice. As a pastor, you have to also pray and be led of God who will minister on your pulpit. And so I, I really labored on my heart and I felt because at that time, Pastor Mogus, if you remember, my pastor, Brother Leo, was there. Pastor Wycliffe was there and, and other senior brothers. But I was specifically led to ask Pastor Wycliffe to take that uh, Sunday morning service. And when that happened, you know, uh, it, Pastor Mogus, you tried to describe that atmosphere. It was a real marvelous atmosphere. Um, uh, Sweetheart, do you remember that time? a beautiful time. The presence of God was so real and we were blessed. Thanks God for that. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and I remember when I um, when I came I, I was speechless almost when I came on the pulpit and I did not have an interpreter because you were also messed up in the, in the presence of God. And I was messed up and everybody was messed up. You know, I love that mess of the presence of God because that's where the supernatural happens. The supernatural takes place in that presence. To you young people that are going to watch this or that are watching this right now, I want to tell you, if you want a lifetime partner, if you want a real wife, a real husband, you are going to find them in that presence. Not on WhatsApp and chit-chatting and uh, asking who is who and uh, running after them and they are coming to church. Sometimes you run after them, you are the one. You are the one who knows every sister in the church. You cannot find a wife like that. It has to be in the presence of God in prayer. When God gives you a revelation, you're not going to be uh, uh, trying and, uh, you know, try, how do they call it? Try and error. Eh? You try and error. You try and then it doesn't work out. Okay, I'll go to another one. You try, it doesn't work out. You go to another one. You try and it is not, not going to be like that. The story will be different. 
when you are in that presence, God will give you like he gave Pastor Morgan. Oh, that testimony, it just finishes me. He always said it. Remember, he has the scripture he quoted for us is in Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Mm. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Yes, sir. And he has his fruit here, yeah. the fruit of his tongue. <laughs> so yeah. if you, you say life, you will have life. If you say, I will never marry, you will never marry. Yeah. If you say, in our family, it doesn't happen that way, it will never happen. You have to, if you say, I'll marry in 10 years, that is how it will be. But if you say, I'm going to marry this year, some of you are watching this testimony. I'm going to marry this year, if you believe it. Amen. Pastor Marcus is going to pray for you before he leaves here. Amen. You are going to receive the same anointing, and God Amen. will give you grace to marry this year. Amen. And, and if you say it, you believe it, so shall it be. Amen. And he said it, he believed it, and at that moment, when, um, uh, when uh, the sister came, she was messed up, the br uh, brother was messed up, and uh, and, and, and now, and now he, is, he looked, turned his head, and he saw her right there, just like he had said it. You see, what is going to happen in your life is going to be exactly like how you are prophesied over yourself. And so you, 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 are, you are now talking about, um, so you came to my office, and then we, we talked it over. I also did not know the sister, but then the other significant part is you did not take the sister's contact. You could have asked it. You were a very confident man, but you did not. Why? You see, I, as I told you, I always wanted to go as per the ways of God. You see, at that time, God uh, put you there. I came to that office, I told you, and uh, you went ahead. And actually, I remember, even after, even you had to find out who the sister is. I thought maybe she's a schoolgirl or something. But uh, when we asked Brother Paul, Brother Paul said, oh, the sister... She's not a school girl. Actually, she works. You know, she's working. So, so you had more information. Then he actually then gave us some more background information. He said she has been working for over ten years. Yeah, you see, uh, not because she was uh, since she from uh, from grade ten. I think she continued school and work. Continued school and work together. So, uh, so um, Paul, when he gave the information, he uh, he told you. Uh, I think he told you to give the contact to you. Then it is you who gave her contact to me. I never asked her. Yeah, it's me or you. I I got it. Okay, from so someone you. someone has uh, more information on that. Yeah. How did he get the contact? Yeah. After praying, reading whatever you gave him, then you allowed him me to give him the contact. I actually so did not have the contact. Yeah. My wife is the one who had the contact. Sure. I remember the first I thing I told yeah. you. You remember the first thing I told you to do? Read well, this, uh, code of, uh, you know, the courtship uh, book. Court. Yeah. Brother Beckett is the one who put yeah, that it together. It has uh, 100, 100 pages. Yes. In, three, in two nights, I finished it. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, I didn't sleep. I remember. I used to live in back of, you know, somewhere. You remember yeah. how I used to pray every morning? Yeah. If this is your will. Yeah. Brother and sister, this is I want to. I, w I just want to in in inject them. some word here, Tell or some them. inspiration, or some thoughts. Tell here. them before you decide, because marriage we always preach or we always say. Once you enter into, there is no way out. Yeah. Hey, there is no trying and coming back out. So you marry someone whom you loved. You marry someone whom the Lord has confirmed to you. You marry someone who you have confidence in. You marry, you don't marry family. You marry 
the sister. You don't uh, marry to the things that are surrounding her. You marry character in her. Actually, another pastor put it this way. You marry the character of Christ in her. She's a raw material. You make her to what you want to be after. You grow together. Yeah. Okay, I wanted to say something about Moses' life. Mm. I wish all young people can be like him. Amen. He didn't give, okay, like a hard time. This Moses was someone who could take the word of God serious. Whenever he was taught something, he really put it in, in, in action. And he worked upon it. It was really working in his life. Even that one gave me a, a great burden to pray for Moses. Because he was a special brother. I wish all of you can take what your pastors teach you for sure. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Amen. And from that, uh, I, I got her contact. I told her the first statement said, God bless you, my sister. We, I, uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, among us. Uh, we thank God we had a, a good time in the presence of the Lord. Ah, That's I thought, wait a moment. Mm. This is a good moment now. <laughs> Young people, listen. This is not the best moment <laughs> now. It's the climax now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you get the contact of Sister Mas. After now, everything from your side. Yeah, you said, go my, ahead. my side is settled. I've uh, given you a go ahead. Side, now you've got the your contact. Side, you go ahead and communicate with her. Because sincerely, as a pastor, mm. I cannot uh, talk to the girl on your behalf. Yeah, at that time you had to talk, you know, some, I was, about, I was about not to say it, but let me say it. Some pastors speak on behalf of the boys. Go to the girls and speak on their behalf. But we don't believe in that. We believe that, we don't believe in the matchmaking. We believe that a boy has to speak for himself. And so, we, we find that uh, when you go to the girl, and uh, that, that moment, the, 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 I'm sure the, the young people watching, they will want to know. The words you use. Me, I thought you began like this. You know I love you so much. I'm thinking about you ever since you left yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We even have it still. I think she, the, the chats we had after that, about how many pages? 600 pages we, we chatted. About, about 600 cha pages we chatted. My she, God. She counted it. You have yeah, it. But the first text I sent her. Yes. God bless you, my sister. Yes. Thank you for coming to Ethiopia. And I hope you enjoy it. Yes. And we also, from this end, we really enjoyed being with you, yes. the presence of God. How did you find it? That's yeah. an opening remark now. Now, there yeah. is some yeah. other significant thing here. Uh -huh. So, Sister Masena, that's where you, when you come in again. Mm -hmm. When you received this text, uh -huh. the moment you saw it, <laughs> what came to your mind? I think before the message came in, mm. uh, after we left from the wedding, <coughs> what there's one thing that struck me, apart from the testimony he gave about what was happening on the presence of God at the altar, um, during the wedding, during the cake ceremony, the because there were sisters were few, so brothers and sisters were serving all the guest cakes. So Moges and another brother called Brother Idnek, and another one came with cakes where the Kenyans were. So as they're serving us cakes, Moge started giving us his testimony of how he met the Lord and how the Lord called him from Orthodox religion and how God dealt with him and converted them, how he's embraced this message, how he was able to sacrifice everything, him being a lawyer, a potential judge in Ethiopia, 
you know, everybody wants these top, top positions, like what we fight for in Kenya. And this young man just, he did not count it anything. He's really like Moses. Actually, his name is Moses, but it's really Moses in English. Just like Moses forsook the pleasures of Egypt to be counted with the children of God. It's exactly what he did. That one really struck me. So after that service when Pastor Wycliffe was preaching, I was actually telling the Lord, Lord, if somebody can really embrace this message so much and sacrifice for you even their very life, their very own life, counting your treasures of this message as the best treasures that he can have, Lord, give me a faith like that. Because that time in my country, I was already working. And right there in the youth meetings, which just ended, Pastor Morgan preached on esteeming the reproach of Christ. Esteeming the reproach. I believe every young person should look that up. My, my. Yeah, it was so a masterpiece. that one really caught me. So we, we traveled back home and everything, no contacts on anything. I'm not thinking about anything. But now one day in the service, in around uh, December, Pastor Weekly was preaching. And I'm listening the service and just Morgan passes. I don't know to call it a trance or, a, and I was not thinking about him. And that was anything. a vision. But remember, I used to have fervent prayers before the Lord concerning my marriage because I didn't want to take a wrong route. And I told the Lord, Lord, I know if I can just lean on you, um, surely you'll not let me down. Even I told the Lord one word we use in procurement because I'm a procurement specialist. I told him, Lord, I will let you do the due diligence for me. You know, due diligence is you know, th you know that person, you know what is in their heart, what is in their soul, what is around them, how they grew, who their families are. You know, like it's, you do that, I told the Lord, you'll do diligence for me, for the brother that you want to bless me with. So that was my prayer. And uh, now, when, when I saw him in a trance, or was it a vision, I don't know. So just there, I found myself saying, Lord, if there's anything to eat, you know my number, you know where I sit in church. You know the roads I go to. You know my email address. You can find me anywhere. And I left it at that. Mm -hmm. The next Monday, mm -hmm. the next Monday at 4.30, mm -hmm. the message comes to my phone, greetings. And it shocked me. Did you not faint? It shocked me because I just connected it to the, to the, what the I said you yesterday in the church. That. Okay, I responded, just greetings. Normally we had a good time. Also, the Lord was so gracious. Ethiopia, what God is doing, let him continue. And that was it. Now, would it be correct to say that the moment you received that message, you were 70% sure that Brother Morgus was your husband? Actually, I was almost nearing 100. Nearly 100 thing the only, because I was in prayer, Pastor, all mm -hmm. this time. In fact, I used to pray at 3 a.m. every morning. Mm. And my sisters would come in the salon. I would leave them in the room. I go to the salon alone mm. in a small mat. And I would really pray before the Lord. And um, my sister, one day she was just passing to go to the washrooms. And she passed by and said, Lord, whatever this girl is praying for, just give her. Give her. We are tired. <laughs> if it's a husband, give her. <laughs> if whatever she wants, just give her. So that was my big sister, so sister Masi, Sarah. What do you have? And I, th I think I saw Sarah following on, on, on YouTube. So mm -hmm. God bless you, Sister Sarah. Mm -hmm. Maradi, we are so happy. I know she has a wedding soon. She has a wedding soon. Yes. So now, Sister Masi, tell the young people following, what would you tell them about this matter? Because you received a text uh, from 
Brother Morgus at the time, and you knew already you were almost 100% because you, you, you were praying. You, the, the, the whole thing was a spiritual thing. It was a spiritual affair. It was all supernatural, by the but way. But what do you advise these young people? And before you advise them, I want to ask you a question. Were you having other brothers you were now texting back and forth with? Tell us, confess today, Sister Masi. <laughs> uh, for me, no. That I didn't have any other brothers that I was texting. Actually, when I went to the church of Pastor Wycliffe, there's a brother that I used to like so much, but it was my own doing. I used to like him so much. Mm. But on the opposite side, he was not liking me back. Mm. And it used to make me feel so bad. Mm. So, but God was so faithful because when you put something before him, he will answer. Yeah. He would tell me every day, either in a dream or in the Bible, mm. that's not the one for you. So I have the one for you. He's not the one yeah. for you. And I would fight with God. Why wouldn't you change his heart? You uh -huh. are the God. You can change. Yeah. This is the one I want. Yeah. And God would tell me that's not the one. It was me. a desire, but God had not sanctioned. He didn't sanction. And he would tell me when he'd show me in dreams, he's mm. not the one. So in other words, we believe that God can actually speak to you about your lifetime partner. Correct. God is faithful. You're his child. And, and so what do you speak to them who are listening that are actually right now chit-chatting with three, four of them at the same time? Just surrender. The day I surrendered, the Lord gave me that song called uh, Your Whatever It Be, Whatever It Be, Thy Will is, uh, is Mine, Whatever mm. It Be. Thy hand divine sustaineth me. Amen. Thy will, let your will be mine, whatever mm. it be. Mm. The day the Lord gave me that song, that was it. I surrendered. I told God from today, take the lead. Whatever you choose, that's what I'll take. Mm. Even if he lives in a box house. You know the prophet talks about a box yeah, house? Yeah, a box house, yes. A box, a carton house? Yeah. I told the Lord, even if you want me to go and you give me my, my Adam, who lives in a box house with I'll nothing, I will say yes and I will go. And friends, you need to understand that this is somebody who was already working uh, in a, a very in a multinational company, actually, uh, earning good salary, having her own property, and doing quite well, not so bad. And so, but she was willing to follow the will and the mind of God. Now, if you are looking for a lifetime partner, you must be willing to follow the mind of God, not your will, but the mind of God, the will of God, because God speaks. If we are talking about a living God, Pastor Marcus, you are preaching about a living God the other, the other day. If we are talking about a living God, he's not dead, he's alive. And if you, you desire to meet him on any matter in your life, he will show himself to you. Because he's not dead, he's alive, he's a living God. Him that did it for them can, and for us as well. We, only, we also have our own testimony. He that did it for them and us can do it for you. Because he's a living God, he's not dead. We sing a song, our God is not dead, he is alive. And so, sister, if you're chatting with three, four brothers, five, six, ten, no, you are doing a big mistake. Marriage is not like that. Marriage is not like that. Just tell them. Yeah, so I want, I, the what I would just want to add uh, finally is that, um, okay, after choosing, then the rest, the procedures, I took it, you know, as per the code and conduct of the message. You go through your pastor. And you will, the pastor will assist you. And we went to Kenya. You remember that time? We went to Kenya with you. And, uh, and we, we went to Pastor Wycliffe. Pastor, I just uh, want to take this opportunity also to appreciate Pastor Wycliffe. When we reached there, he never despised us or he never said anything. He just said, okay, for me, it's okay. But you go and uh, finish with the parents. 
also even gave us some deacons from the church that pastor the brother in Bogua that time they, we went there the family received us they, they never gave us a lot of trouble so we were at good uh, then everything went right and even the wedding when we reached the wedding some brethren um, some brethren followed us uh, you know supported us you know all through uh, followed us and until today brothers like um, uh, Salamu brother brothers like Asegir brothers like Abebe yeah brothers like Ephraim and the rest uh, followed us and supported us and still these brothers the, the, the names I'm mentioning they are laboring in the kingdom of God with us mm -hmm. so the wedding went on well and everything because when once something once God is in something yeah. he will accomplish it he yeah. will be with you yeah. he will support you he will, he will make a way where yeah. there's no way he will raise people and I, and I remember yeah. and I remember w before you actually met Pastor Wycliffe mm -hmm. My wife and I was going through Nairobi. We mm -hmm. actually took a, a, a night flight there. Yeah. We arrived and <laughs> met him. You reminded me that. Yeah. And uh, uh, mm. I had you to be a, a, a John Baptist. Uh -huh. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. John yeah. the Baptist, yeah. Hey God used you yeah. mightily <laughs> and mightily <laughs> and mightily. That's why <laughs> even the other day here, I, I gave a testimony. <laughs> what you stood for me in that time, uh, I will not forget it. My uh, generation will not forget it, even uh, the next. So uh, I am so grateful God raised you my <laughs> life in the and also your wife, and I always yeah. appreciate her, uh, that she took, she took me as a child. She yeah. fed me. She saw something great in me, yeah. which I didn't know, and others didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> so and so when uh, we met the pastor yeah. weekly, he was yeah. very gracious. Yeah, he was a so kind man. He received and us. Said, and, okay, uh, and also this goes to mm. show the young mm. people. Mm. You see, Pastor Morgus, you are now a pastor. Mm. And uh, you are leading not only one fellowship, but very many churches mm. in Ethiopia. And mm. if the Lord tarries and you know, mm. there will be very many mm. by thousands of mm. believers. Mm. And uh, I, I'm sure that many of them will see this testimony in the, in the coming years if the Lord tarries. Mm. But this is not only for them, but for us here and mm. for our young people here and for mm. whoever that God will allow this testimony to get mm. to. Our, our prophet says that uh, the, the man of God that he raises in your life is your pastor. Give him respect. Sure. And he says that he will lead you through. Mm -hmm. You see? But many people, young people, when they want to start marriage, they are bypass, bypassing their no, pastor. No, no, no. You get huh? the blessing of your pastor. Yeah. Let him bless it. Let him see also. Because you are also taught. Yeah. You know, if, if the sister is in the church and the brother is in the church, the pastor should know the status of the sister. Yeah. You first come to the pastor. The pastor knows her status. Yes. Whether she is already, you know, in on the process of another person. Yes. Or not. Uh, or not. Mm. And he will tell you when you reach the pastor, we can even we asked him. He said the sister is good. Is good. Yeah. As far as I know, there is no one yeah. who is talking to her. Yeah. So you go ahead. Yeah. You see, if you just so go you to you the you sister. So you had now the blessing of her yeah, pastor. Yeah. The pastor has given you. He said yeah. she's faithful. She's good girl. She's good. She's She's, you know, he will tell you about her faith, about also her uh, character. I mean, he will tell you about her. He said, the family is good. Yeah. The sister is good. Yeah. So you go ahead. You see, Amen. if you just go to the direct bypassing the pastor, yeah. maybe that sister is maybe uh, on the process of engaging another brother, which the, the church knows. And you are making what? This, this what do you call adultery or something? 
you are making yeah. something wrong yeah. you see yeah. you are you are doing you know you are making her mind also to and, and to many of them mm. you know many of them approach it carnally you know you see mm. because you see if this brother comes this brother is maybe driving a very good car and is well off and this brother is just starting out in life and the sister is put in a situation where she has to compare no, who should no, i no, choose no, no. all these things as i told you when okay i want to say these things she was much better than i in life at that time when i found her later mm. But when I saw her first, I never knew any of that. As yeah. I told you, I thought she's a school girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always said it even that time. Yes. Even when we communicate, by the way, she used to, when you send photos sometimes after everything, the church, Pastor Wiki, even this side, no one, we used to communicate every morning. So she used to, we used to call each other video call. Yes. Then she hides those vehicles she's driving. <laughs> she didn't want me to be stumbled. I never knew, by the way. I never did anything this. Yeah. And I never married uh, <laughs> these things. And I, I saw Christ in her. I saw even from that time, by well. let me tell you, this as a final, from that time, it's about six years now. We never quarreled seriously, by the way. You have never quarreled? Aye, aye, aye. Praise Maybe the Lord. Misunderstanding and there and there happens. What about slapping? How many times have you slapped her? Zero and minus zero. <laughs> yeah. Never. Hallelujah. Oh my, well, I've been married 11 years and I've never slapped her. You Praise see? the name of Amen. the Lord. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> what I want to tell you here is that our home is always peaceful. Yeah. When you have misunderstandings, it's little, little, and little. Yeah. Me, uh, God, the way God created me, I don't, when somebody is on fire, I don't want to add more fire. Yeah. I leave it and go to the bedroom <laughs> or I calm it down. That even I that. use it as a doctrine in the church to yeah, preach. Yeah. When something <laughs> happens and you are maybe hot, don't you know fire up. Yeah. yeah. You know it will create other things. Yeah. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Yes. So in our home, yeah. Never, and I'm telling, I'm saying this in the name of the Lord. Yeah. Never quarrel. Quarrels. Yeah. Our home is at peace. Yeah. Some misunderstandings here and there. That is no more. And in we, every sit, relationship. we sit yes. down. This one happens, this and this. Yes. Especially now, because I mean, I'm Ethiopian, she's a Kenyan, so there may be some difference on food, you know, how to receive welcome. Yes, visitors, yes, yes, yes. You know, this and this. Then we always speak and set out things. And we're happily living together. Pastor Morgus, Sister Morgus, yeah. I, I wish we would really continue. Yeah. But uh, unless because I'm going high. to buy you another ticket, uh, so we have to really rush right now and go to the airport. Mm. And uh, and uh, if we miss our flight, Sister Morgus, you will have to buy another ticket by yourself. So, uh, <laughs> but anyways, I know Sister Morgus has something to say before before we go. I would wish to really encourage the sisters and tell them, always the Lord works both ways. In any marriage, the Lord works both ways. He cannot confirm to Morgus that I'm his wife, and he doesn't confirm to me. So when he sent me that message greeting me, in my spirit I knew, but I told the Lord you must confirm. I must be sure because I want to know that I'm walking in the path of your will for my life. So I prayed on later for another two weeks, I think, two weeks almost. And uh, as we continue talking, as we continue talking, when he proposed marriage to me that he wants to come and ask my mother for my hand in marriage, I was in the office. He just sent me a text. He wants to come and see my mother and ask for my hand. That is the day my stomach went. <laughs> and I told my boss, I need to leave just now. <laughs> I'm suddenly sick and I need to leave. I went straight home in my room, <laughs> locked. Yeah. 
locked. I prayed until three. I told Lord, you must confirm to me today. What is this I'm stepping into? What is all this that is going on? These conversations with this brother, I want to know. If it is your will, let it be. If it's not, Amen. take it away. Amen. I wasn't interested in joking. Amen. That was like, I think, after we spoke for almost, uh, I think, a month or so. Yeah. But remember, yeah. <laughs> no, no, he just said he had finished that. <laughs> <laughs> I finished that. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> also, she finished it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she must have finished yours because, oh my God, she was yeah. all over your you mind. Remember that time we were together with you? Yeah. How I used to tell you, I have a burden for Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> this time you had, you had a burden to go to Kenya <laughs> to serve God, but I don't know what yeah. kind of serving God was this. Pastor, I actually think he got finished on Friday when I was walking in with the suitcases. Uh, uh -huh. I think that's when he got finished. Uh -huh. He'll tell us the backside <laughs> of the story. Yeah? <laughs> so so I prayed until about 7 o'clock. The Lord was silent. He's not yeah. saying anything. Yeah. I got tired of praying. I took my Bible. I couldn't get any scripture that was ministering to me. Then I opened one message. I'm telling you, this message has the answer for everything. Young people, don't look for Google answers. Google is not your father. Your father is in the message, the Lord Jesus Christ. He has answers for everything. So I just opened one, just the way you open like this, and there was my quotation. In one message called, I will restore. God clearly said, go ahead. This is my blessing for you. I have come to kiss you on the cheek. It is there in one of the messages in I will restore to tell you go ahead. And I closed that chapter. And the next day, I called my mother. I didn't even involve anyone because I wanted first to know it is the Lord. Then from there, let me tell my mother. When I called my mother the second day, I tell her, okay, mom, there's something happening. There's this brother from Ethiopia. My mom just tells me, ah, so it is you. <laughs> and I tell her, what kind of answer is that? So it is you. <laughs> yeah, you're the one God showed me last year in 2016. God showed me some yeah. funny kind of people. They look like Somalis. Mm, they were yeah. singing around my house like mm. this, coming to take my girls. Mm. So as December was approaching, she started asking the Lord, Lord, did you show me a dream which is not true? And remember, I came in November here. December, from December 13th, already Moges already started talking to me. But me, I don't have confirmation from the Lord. I'm not saying anything. My confirmation came 7th of January, 6th of January. So I called her on the 7th. I told her mom, she told me, so it is you. She told me, how is he? I said, he's a minister. He preaches, he interprets the message. Mm. He told me, Masi, let me tell you one thing. If he's a son of God, it is enough. Mm. He just needs to be a son of God. And, and, and he really didn't tell me to ask him anything or don't ask him yeah. where he stays. Yeah. Don't ask for it. If he is yeah. a son That's of enough. God, it is enough. The rest will work and out. I, and I remember... One thing that I really also want to highlight here, when we came to visit her, when we came to her, she did not make anything oh. complicated. She stood with us. She actually, you know, of course your father is, is, is late now, but she, uh, all your uncles were available, but she, she stood almost as a man in the house. Mm. And she said, uh, she told all the uncles, you know, of course here in Africa, we know that we have to pay a lot of by price. Mm. But she said, what I asked for what I know my son can afford is what only we shall require him to pay. Nothing else. Nothing more. Now in Africa here, especially here in black, I know you're so you don't think you're in Africa, mm. but here in Africa, that to, to us is an embarrassment if you don't bring a lot of cows. Mm. 
But to any civilized, especially spiritually civilized society, they know it's not how many things a man brings, it's what kind of a man is taking someone's daughter. And that's even why Brother Barnum did not ask for cows, but what did he ask for? He said, if you have the Holy Ghost, to judge me. If you have the Holy Ghost, that's all you need to take my daughter. And so, that also goes to parents, I think. You know, if we, we make life hard for the young people starting out in life, how do you expect them to, to, to live a life, to, to, to get married and to, to give you grandchildren? How do you expect them to serve the Lord? We have not to make it complicated for them, but we instead have to support them. Instead, we have to support them with prayers. You have, we have to encourage them. We have to support them with our resources to help them start out in life. And now, because their mother, your mother, supported you and, you know, stood behind you, uh, it, the whole thing became a success. We, we really uh, wish we, we, we have a lot to say. And my wife was saying something. Do you remember what you wanted to say? You were saying that they followed, uh, they followed the council and you wanted to say something on that? You still want to? Yeah. I wanted to say they followed counsel whenever they are counseled. Like they didn't like talk in the night or many things. No, 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 no. Six is six six yeah, eight. Yeah. No communication. These days, my dear, I don't know what is happening to our generation. But I really trust that this testimony is going to impact someone's life. And that uh, God will help you to just follow, not only counsel, but follow the right procedures. Listen to your pastor. And I'm sure, according to what the prophet said, he will lead you through. Pastor Marcus, I'm sure if we can tell you to preach to someone now, you will go an hour. Yeah, but so our flight is done. You, you need to yeah. pray for the young people listening. Yeah. Let me just pray in one minute. Many of them want mm. to get married. Many mm. of them are praying. Many of them mm. have done a lot of mess. Mm. We need God to give them grace. Mm. We need God to uh, straighten them mm. out and make it happen for them this year. Sure. And I uh, just want to say this in my prayer. Uh, actually, in uh, our marriage was uh, seen by many and uh, sub many supernatural things, really. I was God raised many people, many believers, many uh, elders, many stood with us and it was an international wedding from Kenya and none of my blood family stood with me except my mother my brother you remember I come from a very very big family so but now uh, one thing reminded me that her father her late father he saw a dream that one of his daughters would go would marry outside of the country who's uh, th that man who is getting married uh, who get, uh, that man his father would have a very large maize farm and exactly that happened in my family. My father owns a very large farm of maize. <laughs> so all these things, these testimonies or these visions make it now to come to pass, you know. So we really appreciate um, uh, the believers, the elders, whosoever stood with us at that time. And by their prayers, by their support, and we are still here. And we've had uh, six years of marriage together in peace. And God has been with us and is teaching us, standing and guiding us. And we appreciate that. And we are also, she came and she stood with me and ups and downs. You know, when she come deciding, she will be with you. She will never complain. She will never quarrel. You see? And to the sisters, what I would say, pray so that God will reveal to you. Don't move around to the brothers looking. Close your eyes and pray. Just like Adam, when he woke up, yeah. he saw her. He, saw he her. never <laughs> said whether, he never asked tall girl, short one. Big one, slim one. No, 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 no. These physical things. <laughs> Let God give you the way he wants Amen. to give you. Amen. 
Adam Amen. never said all these things. Amen. This generation, you know, you know, she has to be maybe tall, slim, like that, like this. All those criteria, even God does not create that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you right. just you just find your rib. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Find his will. Amen. You see? Amen. So the way she's made, she's perfect for me. Amen. Perfectly. Amen. Beautiful. You are satisfied. Satisfied. Hundred percent. I love her with all my heart. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Hallelujah. just get into that inspiration. Amen. To the young brothers, what I would advise: be yourself. Mm. Never compete. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's a very I good never one. Never compete. Yeah. And never say I would marry from a city or from the village. Mm. No, 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 no. Some people come from the the village there in the city, but village never comes out of them. Mm. You mm. see. Yeah. So don't uh, see physical matters. See character. Yes. In a sister. In a sister, yes. Then God will mold you you together with her to be molded Amen. towards that perfect stature of Christ. Amen. So I just want to pray. So before you pray out, just maybe for the viewers who have been viewing, you do not know, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, Pastor Morges mm -hmm. is the pastor in Addis Ababa, uh, Ethiopia. If you happen to be there, please mm -hmm. contact him. Mm. Uh, if you don't have his contact, you can contact us. We'll mm. be able to connect you. Mm. He's a pastor there, and mm. Sister Mercy is uh, a very good pastor's wife. Mm. And uh, whenever I travel there, mm. they've been a blessing to us. Mm. So the church they pastor, we started it with my wife, uh, along with uh, uh, others who supported us, many of them. And, and when time came for us to leave Ethiopia, uh, God raised him, uh, ministering him to take over that work. And now he has expanded it even to other areas. God is using him mightily. And I say to you, young man who has been listening to us, if your marriage is, has gone right, even your life will go right. Career-wise and many other ways. So uh, our time is really fast spent. We need to go. And I'll ask Pastor Morgan to bless you. Okay, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we know we are living in this last age where everything is Lord merchandised, Mary, meaning became, you know, like a trade. We are living in a neutral, neurotic age where many things are not right. And the, the God that serves this age is an evil. That's why the prophet would preach a God of this evil age. Many are being deceived, Lord. But us, who are called by his name, who are known before the foundation of the world, we go according to the leadership of the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. Thank you for, for giving us this time. Father, this young man, especially who was in this message, Father, may you help them, strengthen and guide them, for them to see or look the supernatural ways of how God does things on how they can find their partner, Father, to, to go after that perfect will of God to seek him day and night diligently, Lord, for him to lead them, for him to bring her. Wherever she is, wherever she he is, God in his own ways will bring them together. Lord, let them wait, O oh Father. Them who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We know that scripture, Lord. O oh Father, help them. O oh Father, may they not fall by the, by the desires of the flesh. Protect and give them their holiness, O oh Father, to serve you better. We commit young ones, we commit the elderly ones, all of them, and marriage we know through marriage, society is established through marriage, a, a country is established through marriage, a church is established. Oh, Father, the devil is against marriage. The devil is not happy about marriage. And he knows 
the best sali the, the best gift after salvation is marriage he wants to destroy that marriage now once the marriage that area is spoiled our life would have a scar so we don't want to have a scar in our life we want to protect it we want to be sensitive to the leadership of the holy spirit we want to kill our flesh we want to overcome the desires of our flesh we want to overcome our five senses physical senses we want to only look up to you look unto you for you will guide us father you will bring to them you will connect them from wherever they are father we commit them oh father out of this testimony many holy matrimonies will come out Amen. that is Amen. our aspiration Amen. we believe it lord and Amen. shall come to pass yes. and many others will hear it as a testimony Amen. may you grant it lord jesus thank you for father specifically in our life my personal life my personal marriage for using pastor talemo and his wife and the rest of the brethren from ethiopia and the the, the church in in the church in tepa from the pastor to the little ones of father who went be with us all through of father even in that wedding even the parent of father the ma mom of father her brother sister her brothers her sisters sister sarah brother sam and the rest of them of father bless them all together we want to bless them we want to of father wish them the best of father in their life even we know that ahead of us she is expecting they are waiting their marriage father may it be for your glory of oh father Amen. we commit even our journey as we go to kenya from here be with us oh father as we leave this place this church we want to leave the blessing of god in this place Amen. may you increase them may you expand Amen. them may you oh father Amen. many testimonies come out of this place may many pure many holy matrimonies many of father undefiled marriages comes out of this church for your name's glory we commit everything into your hands for in jesus christ's name we pray it amen thank you so much thank you so much thank you pastor morgus for the opportunity to share your testimony thank you sister morgus amen thank you my dear wife we love you all god bless you so much amen